You are listening to episode 170 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody, here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and we got John Rue episode two in this week's, well, no inflation deflation challenge. Thanks for having me, dudes. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. So uh, if you have not heard John before, we had John Rue on an episode. I think it was just you and I, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. absent for that one. Yeah, I don't remember why. But yeah, we we only had me, John and John. So it was a fantastic yeah. episode of, of our duo. And uh, yeah, so John Rue of the Retro Rue Room. Uh, so dude, if um, you want to give a little introduction about yourself uh, for those that haven't heard you before. Well, I appreciate, first of all, you guys having me on again. That's uh, really cool of you guys. I enjoyed last time, and you know, I, I really appreciate you having me on again. Um, my name is John Rue, and uh, I, I uh, own a company called The Retro Room Games, and uh, I'm a publish and develop uh, retro video games. <laughs> so that's what I do. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Where could uh, people find you? Um. I think all of my social media might be on my website, theretroroomgames.com. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at theretroroomru. Um, I think like Instagram and Facebook and all that are some variation of the same thing. You just have to like look for the logo with the purple on it. And uh, yeah, yeah, you can find me anywhere on social media. I have I have like all the sites. I even have a TikTok. So you have a TikTok? I do. Yeah. Oh, hold on. What do you do yeah. on your TikTok? Um, nothing really special. <laughs> I, I mostly just troll around on there, but, um, but yeah, I make videos from time to time. Nice. Well, uh, so dude, again, thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure to have you on here. Thanks uh, for having me. As far as our episodes are concerned, I don't know if you and I did this last time because it's just two of us and we're talking just gaming in general. Uh, but we like to talk about the games we recently picked up and what we're currently playing. So unfortunately, I didn't have any video games this week to kind of kick us off. But I picked up the new box set for Kawigama Neon Dynasty for Magic the Gathering. Uh, Ryan and I actually played a tournament this past Friday. Both Shit. of us got crushed. Uh, it was so bad. I hate playing sealed tournaments, dude. It's the worst thing ever. And dude, it's all about luck in that one. It's not like in drafting where you can pick one card and pass it along and you only get the one choice. So like there's a lot more variety in what you can use. Whereas like those sealed packs, it's like if somebody pulls like a badass card is just going to determine a tournament. You have like no choice. It's just I so see. hard to play those. So, um, so we did bad. I picked that up. And then as far as what I'm playing, I am still enjoying Pokemon legends. Arceus. I cannot stop playing that game, dude. So I've been seeing it all over the place and everybody's, everybody's playing. It's so much it fun. Looks nice. Yeah, dude, it's pretty sweet. So a lot of people are, you know, complaining about the graphics. I complain about the graphics as well. It, it honestly at times looks like a PS2 or PS3 game uh, when playing it, uh, which I'll talk about another game when we talk about Nintendo Direct here later. Uh, it looked like a PS2 game. But yeah, I mean, I'm in the third area right now. I don't know how many Pokemon I've caught, but I've completed a lot of Pokedexes so far. Um, I'm like level 42 to 43 of most of my Pokemon. Got my Typhlosion going just uh got my shiny rapidash uh leveled up and or evolved and uh what else do i got so uh, i don't know just tons of stuff i'm catching lots of things yeah without giving away like too much spoilers for people out there that care about that kind of thing like 
since there's no like gyms or anything, is there more of like an actual story that you're going through or like yeah. what's put you at a different place other than just the amount of Pokemon you've caught? Like what's your measure of progression? So they have these like stars that you get. So you talk to your, the captain or whatever. No, it's not the captain. He's like below the captain lieutenant or some crap like that. Dude, I'm terrible with names and games. That's the worst part about it. You know, so I'm like catch Pokemon, battle Pokemon, battle other people when I can't story mode. I don't know what this guy's name is, but he's given me things. So uh, within this game, you go like every time you catch X amount of Pokemon, uh, as you level up Pokemon, you get like certain things to add to your Pokedex uh, when you complete certain tasks. So like, saw this Pokemon use whatever move like five times, whatever it may be used this type of move or uh, caught these Pokemon without being seen, like all of that type of stuff. Uh, it adds into your Pokedex to create a complete Pokedex. So you have like mm. a little Pokeball that po pops up next to the Pokemon. And when you complete a certain amount of tasks, you get that Pokemon filled out in the Pokedex and you no longer really need to interact with it. So that's pretty cool. But once you do that, you get a certain amount of points to build up your level. And then once you hit a certain threshold, you go back to get like stars and those stars are added to like your rank uh, as a member of the galaxy team. And so right now I think I'm ranked six or seven. I want to say out of, I think it's like 10 possible stars or eight stars. I can't remember, but like right now, um, because I'm the rank I am, I can now use ultra balls. I can create ultra balls. And then I also have Pokemon up to level 80 will obey me essentially. Okay. Yeah. And then there is a main storyline tied to it. So like there's these, um, I wouldn't say they're like legendary Pokemon because they're just like evolved forms, basically. But there's these various Pokemon uh, throughout that are like the leaders, I guess you could say, or like the Pokemon that are dear to like certain clans. And those Pokemon are going crazy. And so throughout right now, it's been like, oh, this guy happened to put my name is John in there. So John is traveling the world of uh, Pokemon and uh, he is quelling uh, various Pokemon that are enraged and working with the different clans to make sure that everything's good and fine and dandy on their side. And yeah, it's just like this very early, early concept of Pokemon. So like people are scared of Pokemon. Uh, there's various Pokemon that are seen as like these gods in a sense uh, from these various clans. And you're mm -hmm. just kind of traversing the world, capturing Pokemon, showing people Pokemon aren't bad and uh, quelling enraged Pokemon for the most part. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. It's it's definitely a pretty interesting turn. I mean, I told Ryan a while back, and I haven't told you, John, but uh, I stopped playing at like after Silver is when I stopped playing Pokemon games. I just didn't find any interest in Ruby and all that stuff. Right. And so I picked this one up, having been so far removed. So there's probably a ton of crap in this game that's been occurring in other titles over the years. And well, I guess I played Let's Go Pikachu as well, but. So some of the elements from that game have been brought into this one, but things like experience share uh, through battling, capturing, and um, just some of the various elements that are within this game have probably occurred in other titles. I'm not aware of it, but the jump has been crazy to go from like silver to, I guess, let's go Pikachu. That's to this. quite the gap. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, the, you know, there's it, a lot that went on in between there. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, I played a bunch of the, the Pokemon games growing up and, uh, like, I kind of dabbled with the ones on the 3DS, but I never, like, really beat through them or anything like that. So I'm kind of with you on that. It would probably be, like, a surprise to to pick up, you know, a new Pokemon game. Yeah, my wife has actually played them all the way through so far up to, I think, Black is what she beat recently. And um, so what she does is uh, she'll play, like, 
she'll set up a, a series of games that she wants to play and she'll start it in like chronological order or like how they're supposed to be played. So for example, with Devil May Cry, she started with number three because it's technically the first one in the okay. series. And then she's going on from there, but she does, she's done the same thing with Pokemon. So she's played from straight up red all the way to black so far. And that's uh, cool. yeah, so she just plays those every now and then beats them. And then she's like, all right, cool. On to the next one. And then plays she just, just grinds through. The first one, she's got to go, go backwards now. Yeah, no, she just like grinds through all of these games. It's crazy. Yeah, I actually told her, I'm like, you do realize that like that Pokemon's like technically the first Pokemon, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah, but I'm already too far in. So, right. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool. Uh, Ryan, what did you have this week? Uh, so this week I also got the box of Kamigawa when we went to the pre-release launch. I didn't get anything super crazy, but I love the all the weeb art in this set. I think it's like, probably my favorite art since i've gotten back into magic so i'm really digging that especially those new lands they're so good looking and then um still rocking the game pass i checking out neon abyss right now which is like a side scrolling roguelite dungeon shooter uh it's it's okay it's not it's not as good as like into the gungeon like some of the the power-ups and stuff that you get are a little different. Like rather than getting a lot of things that uh, actively affect like your abilities or, or manipulate your gun too much, like every level you kind of get something that makes your gun a little bit more powerful, but you're really only picking up like one new weapon maybe per floor. And I, the gimmick of it is, I guess you get like these eggs that follow you around. And then after you kill so many enemies, the age hat, and then you get like little almost kind of like the sidekicks in um oh god now i can't even think of the game i'm trying to reference here pikmin you got like no um you said eggs are following you no yeah so you get these eggs that follow you around and they just kind of like are like auto turrets or like float around you and defend or whatever like they're not really anything that you have control over and that's kind of like the most uh, helpful additions that you get like you don't get like wildly different abilities or anything like you might get like a double jump or a higher jump but you're not really I i've seen roguelikes that have a lot more effects and feel a lot more different as you build up this repertoire of random items that you collect to build really different builds through your run and this so far just hasn't really progressed that much for me so i'll keep checking out a, a little bit i know there's a big like upgrade tree that like in between runs you get you know things to unlock on that so maybe it builds up a lot more as you go on you know we should have like a, a ryan's corner moving forward so like every game pass game you play just be like what's your review on it right well i got two more uh, oh. I actually replaced the old Ryan that you knew that never finished video games, and I beat two this week. Right. I uh, I beat Nobody Saves the World, which was great. Um, I decided not to go back and grind everything and, and get everything up to like max levels or whatever because I was like, by the time I got done with it, I was like done with it. I just didn't really want to put all that like extra new game plus effort in. Uh, after that, I moved on to Death's Door which everybody really That's liked last year. And I I did it in like two days. It was awesome. I love that. It was game. a cool game. What did, did you, you like about it? Did you do the post-game stuff in that? No, no, I never beat it. I just played it just a little bit. But uh, it was a really cool game. Yeah. 
it's a lot of fun. I, by the time I was done with it, I was like, I, I didn't do the post game stuff in that either, but like, I was feeling like very confident in my abilities up until like the last boss. Cause like there were a few things that were like pretty tough in there. And then I'd come back at it like third try and do it with like taking no damage or like the second to last boss. Once I went through and, and actually got some stuff together, I was able to beat it like way more easily than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a much greater challenge. And so uh, I think that this had like a really good balance for me of challenge and like fairness, like very much felt like I was in control of my dodges. And as long as I was being careful with, you know, my attacks and stuff, like taking that dark souls approach to it, I was coming out the other side a lot better because usually in games like this, like, when I played Link's Awakening last year, I mean, I just kind of ran at everything sword first and I died like a thousand times in that game for no reason. <laughs> so Nice, dude. That was fun. And I played a little bit more Dante's Inferno. Uh, I will get through that before <laughs> the end of the year this time. I love Dante's Inferno. That game's wild. I love the story like of uh, the Divine Comedy. I'm a sucker for it, so... Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, Ryan decided that was going to be his game for the uh, inflation, not inflation, sorry, new, game new game's resolution. resolution. Yeah, I'm a, God, man, we mix up our things, or I do. So, <laughs> too many uh, shticks. Too many shticks going on. Uh, so, yeah, so he has to play that for, you know, obviously by the end of the year, that is his one game. If there's one game he has to beat, it is that one. Uh, I ended up picking Zelda Ocarina of Time as well as Majora's Mask for my games. All right. And Ouch. <laughs> so I decided both of tough. those. Yeah, it's compared gonna be tough to, compared to Dante's Inferno, at least. Yeah, because yeah. he's got like eleven hours of gameplay, and I've got like sixty yeah. something. I'm sure, which isn't bad. I mean, I can knock out like a sixty something RPG in like a couple months if I just kind of play it here and there. Um, but the problem is, is Pokemon came out, and now I'm hooked on Pokemon, and I also said I was gonna beat Ghost of a Tale as well on the PS4. Okay. And that one, I'm probably about I don't know five or six hours in, so about halfway through on that one. So. Nice. Well, an yeah. Elden Ring comes out in a couple weeks. Oh my god, don't remind me. Well, I don't have a PS5, so maybe I should play, <laughs> you know, Ocarina of Time before all of that. Uh, but yeah, if Elden, dude, when Elden Ring comes out, I'll be hooked on that for like three, four months easily. You've so. never, you've never beat through those two Zelda games before. No, I, I had mentioned this while back. We had um, Barry Carenza Premium Edition games on here. We've had him on a few he's times, a, and we were chatting. He's a cool through. guy. Yeah, really he's a cool, cool guy. So we were, uh, we were chatting about like you know, the games, he's like, whoa, you've never beat those. I'm like, well, I never really owned an N64 until I was about like in college. And I didn't really play it much then because I was in college. Uh, And, you know, just life happens. You just don't jump into certain games and you get excited about one thing and start playing that. Just things kind of go and you never play them. But I played them a bit when I was growing up because I had friends that had N64 consoles. So I mess with things, you know, like the Water Temple and whatnot. And, uh, you know, killing chickens and running around and doing that. But I never really got involved in the full story. It was always bits and pieces here and there. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's really kind of what it amounted to. Uh, so I'm finally going to like sit back and actually play through these. And because they release those N64 brawler controllers. Uh, so it's like the, you know, being able to use like a normal controller, uh, right. I can finally go into an N64 game and play it via that method. Cause I I mentioned it so many times on this podcast. The N64 controller is by far, I think, the worst controller in the history of gaming. And so to be able to it's play a something... It's weird, yeah. yeah. I actually went through and played both of those games again on like the, the 3DS. So Nice. How did you like it on the 3DS? 
I thought it was great. I, like, I love the effect. It really it, looks good, I think. Yeah, it came together like really cool. It was nostalgic, and uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Nice. Well, uh, what about you, man? Any games that you've picked up recently or anything that you're playing right now? I've been I've been buying like obscure um, FMV style point and click adventure games from the '90s and uh, playing through them like just the weirdest ones that I can find, and it makes me kind of like want to start streaming because they're just so bizarre. And you got to share that. A, yeah, it's kind of a fun experience, and uh, there's just a plethora of them. There's so many of them out there that you know, like I could just stream like few hours a week or something like that and and uh never end yeah <laughs> so uh i was playing through titanic adventures out of time and uh um another one called harvester which is really bizarre point and click game but I like these fmv style point and click adventure games and uh they're just really weird and <laughs> they're fun i don't know like uh it's it's kind of interesting have you That's always been into doing. that genre um Whenever I was a kid, I grew up with like King's Quest and and uh, Police Quest and Space Quest, um, but I don't know if I ever dug anything any any deeper than that. You know, I was kind of surface level with it. Um, those games were like widely popular, so but uh, but no, not really. You know, uh, besides those, I haven't really experimented with that many point and click games, and to see that there's so many of them and they're all so freaking weird man uh it's just fun to to play them it's it's fun so one of my favorites that i've ever played uh we actually shared our instagram not too long ago was uh blazing dragons on the ps1 okay. and sega saturn that's a good one it's blazing got dragons. yeah blazing dragons is good it's got um basically voice work i mean the comedy behind it is like monty python comedy Okay, cool. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, Discworld and Discworld 2 are two games Discworld. on PS1. I've seen so that before. Those are also fantastic, fantastic okay. point-and-click games. I'll have to Blazing add those Dragons. To those. I remember seeing this cover art at Blockbuster. Yeah, well, it's on our Instagram now, too. <laughs> I'll have to add those to the list of ones to try, for sure. Ryan, what was the one that we played? It was like uh, it was a House of a Maniac or whatever. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Maniac House, I, dude. I'm oh, so... uh, we played uh, Day of the Tentacle. Yeah, but it's Day like Day of the Tentacle. I've seen that one. Yeah, but isn't it like Maniac House or something? Maniac too? Mansion. Maniac. It was Mansion. the sequel to Maniac Mansion. Oh, you Barry... know what? I played that game on the NES. Yeah, Barry Carenza is gonna listen to this episode and hear me say Maniac House and Maniac something <laughs> and be like, he's gonna choke me from across the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it, John. Dude, I'm so bad with video game names and stuff and names in general. It's like it's <laughs> clearly something that I'm bad at. Well, there's know, so but, many of them. This is like I know <laughs> it's so bad. So whenever somebody's like, "You said that wrong," uh, yeah, well, there's there's a lot of games out there. So definitely can't, can't hold me accountable for all, of, especially it's, that especially one, especially like, some obscure ones like that. You know? Yeah, that's not exactly like a high end, you know, very popular game for the most part. For sure. So. Yeah. I've actually heard of both of those games before, Discworld and and uh, Maniac Mansion. Yeah, those are fantastic. I actually, God, I want to play. I don't have Discworld two, but I have Discworld one, so I definitely want to pick up number two and and play through that one. So my buddy, that. my buddy owned it years ago, so I got to enjoy that one on the side. Uh, but Discworld, I beat a long time ago, so it's good yeah. stuff. It's been pretty fun dabbling into that genre. I mean, it's it's just such a, a weird one. And the the games that I picked are so bizarre and 
the the FMV style animations like kind of cool to me. Like as a game developer, I'm like, I kind of want to make one of these. But, did you um, ever play the the Mist series? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, as a kid, I did. Um, it's been a while since I revisited it, but uh, but that was like top of the line graphics back in the day. It was like, oh my god, that's like the legend. <laughs> I, yeah. So like, I remember when the benchmark. I mean, it went like benchmark was missed, and then it was like Crisis Three, was like oh yeah the yeah. Benchmark. Can it run Crisis? Can it run or no? Was it just Crisis or Crisis Three? I can never remember. E- either any of them. Any they of them. Crisis yeah. Three was actually yeah. console, so I think it's just Crisis One was the one that That's everybody true. made the Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I heard NASA's computers can't even run Crisis at full right. crisis. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy, man. But dude, that's badass. So like, that's not a that's something I would have figured you'd be playing right now. It's just point and click adventures. I'm playing Harvester, and it's the weirdest game I've ever played. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's like a horror point and click adventure FMV style, and it's just so bizarre. Like, <laughs> is it on PS or PC? Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's a, an old, I mean, maybe even DOS. I can't remember how I'm launching it, but oh I wow, just, yeah, that's crazy looking. I just think the FMV part is like the funniest part about it all. Yeah, yeah. FM, there was like this like small window of time where they were making a bunch of FMV games, and it like that interests me for some reason. Same with the Titanic game; it's an FMV game, and it's uh, it's weird too. I mean, the story is weird. Like, uh, it's just hard to keep up with. I actually have like a strategy guide with the Titanic game that I bought and uh, been been following along and. It's been fun, man. Like it's, an uh, official, like Prima guide. Yeah, yeah, it's like an official one. <laughs> uh, I bought that and I bought the game, and and it's just like this. The story drops you in this weird place, and like I don't know, it's it's unique. It's a, uh, it's interesting to say the least. And you can like explore the whole ship. It's pretty cool. Like it's pretty neat to me. So, so. Another to add to your list is just a crazy one is uh, Mad Dog McCree. If you haven't seen okay, that. I played that on Sega CD. It's the 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 FMV where you the shooter game, right? Yeah, it's like, like a live action. Yeah, game. yeah, that game's cool. Oh yeah, sure. I yeah, love FMV one. style. Like Ryan, well, in in honor of John, we're gonna have to play some uh, an FMV <laughs> game here pretty soon. <laughs> Right. I really so badly want to make like an FMV like RPG or something like that, you know, like because you don't it's something you don't see, you know, like uh, cool. I don't know if that even exists, like like a live action RPG game, but like the sets and the characters and it would just be so much like I would have to have like a hell of a budget, you know, when you yeah. need like a director sense of like cameras and stuff, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, the beauty of it is that, you know, uh, you can kind of do like a low quality because of the uh the nostalgia behind like the fmv style you know like not very high resolution stuff so can kind of get away with cutting some corners here and there but it's just like finding 10 actors who are willing to like you know do this crazy story and you know do like a bunch of different movements and positions and and all that stuff would be hard it's got to be way easier of a process now that we have like digital film. Like yeah. it, it must have been a whole different thing back then. Like well, I, I don't I, even know how they would do that. I know that like you're going to have to like to make a character like walk across the sh- screen. You have to like c- 
cut out each frame of that person walking and you know and like uh put it and together in Flintstone order. style across yeah, the stat- yeah. static background. Like I have the idea in my mind how how to do yeah, static background, how to do it and and uh it's just like finding people who would be willing to do that for like a low budget would be insane. Dude, just so, go go to your nearest college and find the theater. Right, right. Yeah, so, and then I have to find what everyone sets. does. But yeah, you just a, take, take videos of people on a green screen. I'm gonna give you an idea All after right. we record. Okay. Or something so nobody nobody hears it. Ryan, okay. you'll see this in the chat. Uh, <laughs> I'm so. definitely interested for sure. I want to do that one day. I really want to make like an FMV style like RPG or something like. Like even an action RPG or something that that uh, you you don't see today as much, you know. Okay. Yeah. So Ryan, look under your currently playing, and let me know what you think about that before I tell John after the recording. It would be a lot of fun for sure. I just plugged it in a little bit ago. Um, <laughs> did you see it? Yeah. Interesting. I I want to hear that pitch. That that yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. We'll we'll talk about it afterwards. It's a so, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. So that's a future look at what you might want to do in the, you know, one day. What are you working on now? Um, right now I am working on like a few uh, ports. Um, we might have talked about this the last time I was on here, but but yeah, like um I like to take old games and port them onto other old systems that they weren't originally um remade for, you know. Um recently like we did Chips Challenge and that was done for uh, the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis and Mega Drive, and uh, it just wasn't originally released on that console, so or on those consoles. So I'm doing an, an, another series of uh, of a few of those where um, you know I take games and put them onto games that, or consoles that they weren't intended to be put on, um, and uh, publishing for uh, the Game Boy Advance game that we had a Kickstarter for recently. Um, Ellen, the Crystal Wars. Um, so we're kind of in the process of like finishing up some development stuff for that. Me and a guy named Scott. Um, he's like the lead developer on it, and uh, um, we're just like, because it was tied in with the the uh, Dune franchise, and uh, we're just trying to remove all of that trademark material and and uh, make it into an original game so that it can properly be released. Um, just got to trade out some uh, nouns. Uh, that's really all that it is. It's not like, uh, it's not like they, they, uh, it, it was kind of a side, side thing from Dune. So it's not really that hard to change things and, uh, and make it an original game. It wasn't that, you know, the, just, I guess the fact that it's in the desert makes it pretty, pretty comparable, but, but at the same time, like the terminology and some of the, uh, story stuff in the game is pretty easy to swap and, um, and make it original. So we're, we're working on doing that and, um, uh, I, th- I think that's really all I'm working on right now. Um, I got some stuff, you know, that, that I've been kind of working on in the background that, uh, it's going to take me forever to finish and <laughs> I'm just not, not, uh, not even close, but, um, it seems like I always have like a hundred projects open at once. Yeah. That sounds you, about right uh, for us too. <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, followed like the play date at all? Or are you seen that? I saw like I saw the development software for it and like, it made me want to download it. But again, I was like, it's just another thing to add to the thousand things that I'm already yeah, doing. You're a busy guy. It looks, <laughs> it looks super cool. Like, like, uh, 
it's tempting, you know, for somebody like me, it's tempting to download and play with the engine and like build a little game or something like that. And, and I see people on Twitter. But I think it's all in browser. Cool. I don't even think you need to download anything. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think you could just go into Chrome and just start, you know, distracting yourself right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. Like, like it looks really cool. And I see people on Twitter building for it and it, it, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I haven't had a chance to play with it myself, but one day hopefully um i like i really hope that that catches on and, and uh you know it, it it becomes like a big thing you know uh it's like that, one of the things i'm the most excited for and i've i've always loved the idea of game design and like you know watching people do stuff talking to people about game design coming up with your own yeah. ideas and calling your friend like being like oh my god i can't write this down right now i gotta tell somebody yeah, but yeah. like, I'm so excited for this because I would love to be able to use this as a as an excuse to start, you know, Dude. trying to do that myself. Yeah, do it. Jump in, do it. Um, I mean, that's like the uh, just just try try and jump in and do it. Uh, like I think whenever I f like first started developing, like I was just dabbling, you know. But once I made the goal of let me finish something, you know, let me like just finish. It doesn't matter if it's like the shortest game ever. I just want like, rest. A, a start, a middle and an end, you know, and, and like whenever I had that goal in mind, um, I actually, it actually happened, you know, I actually finished something and it's not a huge game or anything like that, but it's, it's complete, you know? So yeah. And so you just build up from there. That's it. Like you just go in with the, uh, the concept of I'm going to finish something like it could be a 10 minute game, but it's going to be a finished 10 minute game, you know? Mm hmm. Um, That'll help you out for sure. And I think the play day would be an awesome place to start, you know, really simplistic graphics and that interface looks really cool for, for development. Like it has everything built in right there. You don't really have to reach out very much for resources. So it's, I think it's a great place to start development. Like, uh, like I said, I want to play with it. It looks cool. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm I, every day I'm checking Twitter. I'm like, come on, man. Like it's early 2022. That's what you said. Let's go. Yeah, I've been seeing people develop for it on Twitter, so that's interesting to see. It's neat. Nice. Yeah, when Ryan gets his hands on his copy, I'll I'll definitely be playing around with it a little bit, see how it how it is. I hope it catches on. I really do because it's a cool looking device. Well, time will tell, man. All right, so uh, I guess moving on here in the episode, we got a few different topics to cover. But first, uh, you can find the Game Deflators on thegamedeflators.com. You can find us on social media, at Game Deflators on Twitter and at The Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook. And, of course, all of your favorite podcast applications. Uh, the articles this week we're going to kind of cover are uh, Microsoft confirming that Activision Blizzard uh, will release games on PlayStation beyond the existing agreements. Nintendo thanks the feds for sending a hacker to prison for three years. That's going to be a fun one. And then That's the cool. Nintendo Direct that just happens. So the biggest announcements and uh, we can kind of chat about like what are our top games that we, you know, saw that we want to play. So starting off, uh, the first one here is an IGN article by Joe Scrubbles. I like that name. And uh, the entire thing is covering essentially how a statement has come out recently uh, via Microsoft that these games are going to be uh, published on PlayStation, even Nintendo, uh, beyond the existing agreements that are in place as far as, you know, post-acquisition, uh, specifically Call of Duty and in a number of other games as well. Now, what it doesn't confirm, though, is like new releases, so new IPs uh, that are out there. And not every single Blizzard Activision game that's historically been created is going to remain multi-platform either. Uh, but that being said, 
what do you guys think about this in terms of like you know a win for sony or win for nintendo i mean i I think it's a huge win for both of those uh organizations and that call of duty being as big of a seller as it is and you know maybe diablo who knows i mean that could be one of the games we're talking about that'll be beyond existing agreements um you know seeing those titles continue to be multi-platform i I think it's a huge one, both for Microsoft and those organizations. Microsoft, the revenue that's coming from that, being able to sell on other consoles. And then, of course, those consoles being able to, of course, continue that third party um, you know, relationship. Yeah, for the companies, it's definitely a good thing. And for the gamers, it's a good thing because, you know, we get our hands on on these these games that might not have been released for the console that we own, you know. So that's, that's always a cool thing to see. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's definitely... Win. A big PR move here, uh, like he's saying that uh, Post also announces changes to commitments for Microsoft Store in line with showing regulators that the company is encouraging rather than stifling competition in the gaming and tech space. I mean, people have been so, you know, oh, Monopoly, like, oh, this is like going to be this huge thing and it's going to have all these ramifications and it no doubt will, but it's definitely in Microsoft's favor to try to get ahead of that curve and try to like be like, no, we're not we're not looking to shut anything down right away. Like we don't want to make this a big deal. It's just the yeah. largest money transaction ever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's one of those things where you know a company like Microsoft not only can afford it, but it, they're going to profit from it too. So it's a it's a win for them. You know, the P they get the PR from it, and and at the same time they're going to definitely make money and and uh, look good doing it. You know. Well, I've brought up several times in the past that like <clears throat> I could see this being the last Xbox console released, the Series X and Series S. Oh, you and think Microsoft, so? I think so. And then moving away from hardware and diving 100% into the software component through Game Pass. And as they acquire more and more of these companies and they'll say, hey, you want this? We're going to offer you Game Pass. You know, you're going to pay us whatever amount, you know, on a monthly or annual basis, you know, Sony, Nintendo, any other company that jumps in. We're jumping completely out of hardware business. You don't have to worry about us there, but you want all these other games that we've accumulated over the last, you know, five years or maybe a decade. Here it is on Game Pass. Have at it. I mean, yeah, if if Microsoft doesn't sell an Xbox, then there's really no reason for Sony and Nintendo to try to push out, you know, just a service catalog of content to be available on their platform. Well, and the thing is, is where are you going to get those games? And, and Microsoft could very easily say, okay, well, it's going to be on PC. It's going to be on cell phones. It's going to be on TVs. It's going to be on, you know, every other thing that you could buy out there. So if you want in on that action, if you want people to play Call of Duty moving forward on Game Pass, you know, you want access to it, you're going to have to add it to your console. Right. I, I could see that being a legit thing well, uh, moving forward for them. And if Microsoft gets out of the console game, then it I mean, Nintendo's always going to do that because that's just the only thing that they are. But I don't think it really behooves, you know, Sony to be making consoles at a loss and worrying when they don't really have any actual competition in the space from like a Microsoft. Yeah. And then Sony will just be like, fine, keep your Call of Duty. We'll make our own with Blackjack and Hookers. Right. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Futurama reference, which kind of sucks. The whole Futurama's Futurama's coming back. You saw that? Yeah, except John DiMaggio. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, come on, really? Um, Okay, well, I don't know if we have much else to talk about on that one. I mean, we'll see how this whole, you know, acquisition plays out over time. I'm 
really excited to see if like my thoughts play out in the long run with this. Yeah, being, that'd like, be interesting to see if uh, Xbox bails. Yeah, I, I think it's possible, man. Like we read a while back. I mean, these they sell these consoles at a loss. Yeah. So yeah, you're putting in the hands of gamers, but at the end of the day, you're making probably more money off of the software and everything and all the accessories than you are on the hardware. So like the actual right. console. Yeah. So what if your whole thing is you're selling Xbox controllers for PC and other devices, at which you're making money on, hopefully, you know, on the controllers. Yeah. And then you're also selling this software out there, which, you know, is little to nothing at the end of the day for right. them. I, I think it's a very legitimate chance that they get out of a hardware game. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the last interesting thing I have from this article is just that I thought it was crazy. They've already got like the next three Call of Duty games like contracted out for this. Like wow. I, I know that they have like the two studios, right? And they bounce back and forth every other year. So it's like one year you've got one studio's game and then the next year you've got like the Black Ops team making their game or whatever. So it's like not they got like a two year to cycle on each one, but like the next three Call of Duty games, that's like the next like three or four years all planned out already. And like with the decline that we've seen, like for like the most recent Battlefield and I don't know, really like Call of Duty always sells super good. But like, right. didn't they have like they didn't meet their blowing last year's numbers out of the water numbers this last year or something? I, I don't know. I just they need to slow this down. I'm hoping that once Microsoft gets in there and gets a handle on everything, they can say, okay, all you people that were bought out to come and support call of duty, go back, work on some Tony Hawks, make some other cool stuff. And we're going to start doing call of duty once every few years, instead of once every year into the garbage heap. Well, yeah. It's, it's become like a sports title, you know, where they just kind of like, put it out every year and it's the same thing kind of remolded yeah and like at the end of the day there's so many updates you can do on an annual basis or even do some like they have what is it Warzone? so it's kind of like an apex legend style where it's yeah. just, you have continual updates they could very easily just continue that and just be like that's our call of duty moving forward and then right. we're going to like hey it's you know six months in or it's this new season this new season is world at war and everything yeah, a lot is of games are that way that. Yeah. yeah, it seems like that's the future of a like yeah. that kind of battle royale style, maybe like. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't even have to be. It could still be like death matches and stuff. Like they could have death match modes, you right. know, available for this like free to play or team death match or capture flag, whatever they want to do. But yeah, you know, do you have season seasonal changes and yeah, updates. like seasonal changes is you know Black Ops or this we're doing Civil War this year or this season we're gonna do. Uh, world at war and like just kind of continue it on through these different seasons will have different themes that are tied to it with different weapons and other things that you might not have had before like you know different opposing forces so you might do world war ii and it might be like you know you have the ability to play like want like an access and power or whatever for you know each season you might only have one available for each uh, you know there's different things i think they can do with that um right. but they've gotten so greedy and like let's put out a this game and sell millions of copies and then just like six months later announce the next one that's coming out and sell millions of copies of that it's i get it i mean they're making money but still it's it's a terrible game <laughs> yeah it's it's working for them but i don't, yeah, know. I don't play call of duty so I, I don't really know yeah well uh our next article that we got here is kotaku and it's ian walker and so on uh, the title this one's always great uh nintendo thanks feds for sending hacker to prison 
Uh, so there's a little subheader here that says the house that Mario built continues to show zero mercy towards folks who facilitate piracy. Uh, so Gary Bowser, uh, no, it's not a misprint, uh, is the name of a guy who was handed a 40 month prison sentence by the U.S. District Court of Western District of Washington for creating and selling console hacking software and devices to be used to play piracy uh, or pirated Nintendo Switch games. And so uh, reading, I'll read the, uh, the actual note here from Nintendo. Uh, and then we can kind of talk about it. But it says Nintendo appreciates the hard work and tireless efforts of federal prosecutors and law enforcement agencies to curb illegal activities on a global scale that causes serious harm to Nintendo and the video game industry. In particular, Nintendo would like to thank the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Homeland Security Investigations of the Department of Homeland Security, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Washington, the U.S. Department of Justice's Computer Crime and Intellectual Property Section, and the Justice Department's Office of International Affairs for a significant contribution and assistance. So that's a lot. Uh, but yeah, this dude was, you know, selling software and hardware to hack consoles, and Nintendo's like, ban hammer, we're going to ban you from the world for 40 months and also yeah. you owe us 10 million dollars <laughs> that's pretty wild to me like it, it, he wasn't even really selling like pirated goods he was just selling the tools to pirate goods it was just the mod yeah. chips yeah it's like it's like the owners of the pirate bay or something it's like we're not we're just giving you the availability to download it illegally we're not doing anything like, yeah we're not hosting ourselves. those files those are other right. people's files Right. <laughs> I just I think they should have titled this article Feds Thanks for Sending Bowser to Prison. That would have been a way catchier. <laughs> Feds send Bowser to prison. Yeah. yeah. That, you know what? And I it's agree. Accurate. <laughs> yeah, I agree on that one. Uh so one of the things I one of the reasons I think this was so like such a big hammer down on this guy was, you know, you read a little bit later in on this article and his defense was that he was the least culpable of the three arrested members of a team executor, actually is the name of their team. Uh, hmm. And that this has only been used to send a message. And specifically because the other two defendants were in other countries that may not be extradited. Hmm. And they were so. selling this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Through a website. I see. It was team. Uh, <laughs> no, they executor. were selling. They were selling it through back alleys. Yeah. <laughs> hey kids, you want some ROMs? <laughs> That's how it used to be, man. Hand somebody yeah. a thumb drive and that's what it was on. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> thumb drives. That's interesting, man. Yeah, that's uh So that's, is three years of your life too much for that? Like I get the punitive damages, but like is going to prison for that, like is that too much? Well, it's a white collar crime, so like who knows where you're gonna put him. And then on top of that, like who knows how many millions of dollars he has in like offshore bank accounts right now that when he gets out in three years, he's set for the rest of his life. Like that could be a, one of those situations where you're like, I'll be in prison for three years, but I'll have millions of dollars the rest of my life in some other country. It seems a little unfair to me <laughs> to, to go to prison for that kind of thing. But I, I don't know. Like, like, I guess he caused them a lot of uh, financial loss, you know, of course. Well, they said um, it was only $65 million only. Is in, their, in, in their estimate. Well, I mean, if you consider Nintendo's a multi-billion oh, yeah, dollar yeah. company, you know, right. $65 million is a drop in the bucket. And that's estimating as well. That's not even like 100% guaranteed this is what we lost. It's like an age-old debate, you know, with the, uh, the uh, piracy thing. Like some people um, 
stand on the, the side of it it actually helping gaming some people stand on the side that it hurts gaming you know and uh it's just one of those things where people have their own their own opinions on it um i i don't think the guy should have gone to prison you know that's a little hardcore like i think that's kind of set for maybe like a high like i don't know i think of violent crime when i think of prison you know i think yeah. of like like he's not a hurt. threat to society. He's not going right. to all of a sudden break into your house and install a mod chip in your Wii. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he did, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if he did that, I, you know, I think it might be a little bit more of a, a prison kind of thing if he broke into your house and like beat, beat up your mom or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. like <laughs> beat up your mom and then like, give me his Wii. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Like, prison, it. every time I think of prison, I, I don't think of like, oh, this guy was like, hacking nintendos you know it's like uh, hey man and honestly man you go to prison for three years and people will be like well, how'd you do it like what'd you do they'll be like you know yeah. what i'll yeah i'll let it slide here but you gotta hook my my son up or whatever right or my, my daughter up with a new nintendo hacked mod and it like, says here nintendo wanted this. five years yeah they wanted five years on it. i just read that too oh that's wild yeah, don't, that's interesting. Don't do this in Japan because I'm sure they'll get that five years. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, Nintendo would be like 20 years in Japan. I'm positive that this kind of thing probably doesn't happen often, that this is uh, somebody who's made an example of, you know? But yeah. uh, it's quite an example to be made for sure. For sure, man. Well, hey, if the guy's got millions of dollars set aside somewhere else and he has access to it afterwards, it might be worth it for him. Sure, I mean, yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree it's a little harsh on the five years. There's people that get in prison for less time for more heinous crimes. So the for fact sure. that, like, a white-collar crime like this, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like... It, you know, it, it wasn't like he was directly stealing either. He was just uh, creating the software so you could steal. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, you know, but I think part of it, too, is the fact that it, it went up to, like, that federal level, in a sense, um, yeah. through that district court. So, uh, versus... You know, like federal crimes are always, I think they carry a heavier weight, if I'm correct. So like if you did credit cards, for example, and you were like making yeah. fake credit cards or if you were, uh, you know, forging currency and whatnot, you're going to get a pretty yeah. nasty prison sentence tied to that, despite the fact that it's not really, you know, uh, it's obviously illegal, but it's not like a nasty crime where you like murdered somebody, you know, right? Uh, you're still going to get like a nasty sentence tied to it. I think, God, we when I was growing up, we knew somebody that. Uh, I mean, I was a kid at the time, so we were like, where'd this guy go? And it turned out that he was making fake credit cards and he oh. got put in prison for like 15 years. Whoa. Yeah. And it wasn't even like millions of dollars. I mean, the guy probably, as far as we knew, I think it's probably in like the hundreds of thousands of dollars and he got put in prison for 15 years for it. And it was just like Me a side thing in his house type of deal. Making credit cards sounds worse than making software to hack Nintendo consoles. To it me. does, yeah. right? Yeah. That sounds like bad, you know, it's like, it, but like hacking Nintendo consoles to me just sounds like, but like the financial aspect, I don't know. We like all have played it. mother and none of us own it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so, uh, it's like foreign to think about the idea of going to prison for something like that, but he yeah. was obviously like selling millions of dollars worth. You said $65 million. Well, that's what they estimated as far as like the losses that they incurred, which could honestly be as simple as like, you know, he made $2 million or made a million dollars off of this, but right. they're estimating however many mods and hacks and everything went out into market, 
all of those right. people had X amount of titles and other things they got for free. Technically, so were stolen. They could have sold a hundred chips to a you know a hundred thousand people. people or whatever. How would you sell a hundred chips to a thousand people? I don't know. <laughs> they're they're distributors or something. But it's a hundred chips. How do you sell it to a thousand people? No, like each. like like if they were like if they were making the chips and then distributing them to other websites okay. to like then it might have really gotten out. But if it was just them on their website, like how many chips could they really have made? Like how many could they have sent out to people? Yeah, like I can see that. You know, Who it knows? couldn't have been like tens of thousands. I can't imagine. It's like a garage operation. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Microsoft all over again, just with. Yes, yeah. and chips. <laughs> That's what they should I mean, have done as their defense. There's a lot of companies who build things to like do this stuff, but usually like those the people who build them are like anonymous, and then they don't sell it; they just give it away. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, it, probably a terrible plug, but kind of like the retro room where you can play free titles that have been developed by John. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Don't send me to prison, please. Yeah. Go check out Quest Arrest. For sure, yeah. Send other people from... to prison. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> John's gonna bring out a band hammer. Like he played my quest arrest for free. <laughs> I need a million. You know, dollars. I've actually there's the, there's eBay sellers who sell reproduction copies of it, so it happens. Oh, you know? dude, there you go, man. I've seen it. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Send him to like... jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So does that bug you at all? Like knowing that people are taking like your game and like this free title and making a reproduction or I think what bugs me is like, uh, maybe it might not be of the, of quality because I've updated it like several times and uh, who knows what version it's going to be and who knows what the people are getting. And then this other company is going to get paid for giving them like trash and then it's going to rub my name in the dirt, you know? So yeah, um, that would be the only problem I have with it. It's silly to me because you you can I give away most of my like if I develop a game I'm gonna give it away for free like in ROM form so you can just like download the ROM for free or play it on like Google Quest Arrest you can play it for free you know yeah, yeah. so for somebody to be like like profiting off of it's interesting to me um, the quality of the release you put together was really good I've seen John's yeah, yeah. appreciate it yeah yeah it's it's uh you know it's one of those things where like I, I want to cater to like physical collectors and people who like to play on, on physical hardware. And, and uh, so, it, you know, it's important to have like a quality release there, but you can get, you know, you can get the ROM, you know, for free. And uh, so it's, it's interesting to see like companies trying to uh, pirate it, you know, it, what's also interesting is like, I don't, I don't make a whole lot of money, so I, I can't imagine that they do either. You know, like, <laughs> like they're, they're making a fraction of what I do. And, and I'm telling you, I'm not rich. So, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination um so i don't I, it doesn't really make that much sense to me like uh, if you're gonna pirate something like sell pokemon games like they're yeah. gonna sell better <laughs> <laughs> for sure they're gonna sell better than quester as like so they, don't, they don't even know what quester is so it's just like this looks interesting well it I, looks you know it's, it's yeah. weird you know like it's to me it's bizarre so uh, you know if you're gonna like s like try to make money off of like pirate goods at least sell something that people are gonna recognize you know so yeah well, I mean, they recognize the Pokemon style, right? The, uh, the I battling. guess so, yeah. yeah. That might be it. They think it's a Pokemon game. <laughs> I can't imagine they're selling a whole lot of copies, you know? Like, I mean, I, I, I do okay, but it's not like this crazy, like, uh, like, you know, I'm rolling in the dough or anything like that, you know? So yeah. I get by, but it's like, I, you know, it's not like I, 
a, have a mansion or like you know yeah. like a nice car or anything like that you know so I but he does imagine. have a secret underground layer he told me about off, right off camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's where i hide my expensive cars and i just drive this honda civic like for fun <laughs> just for show <laughs> yeah it's so uh, you know dealing copies of quest for rest out of the back of his trunk right Actually, I'm the one who's selling the pirated copies. <laughs> he's he's making so, the money on the side from himself. Like a double business. <laughs> but, yeah. Steal my own free game. <laughs> it's it's weird to me. It's, it's it's odd to see. You know, I I don't really like uh, pursue it. Other than sometimes I'll call it out and be like, "Look at this person doing this." Like it sucks that they they steal from somebody who's poor. Uh, but yeah, it, to me, it's just confusing. Yeah, yeah, totally understandable, man. Well, uh, jumping out of pirated copies of Quest to Rest out of John's Honda Civic <laughs> uh, is the Nintendo Direct that just happened back on the 9th. So we're recording on the 13th, so it's a few days after. Uh, but there were some big announcements on there. And uh, we have an article here that's uh, Owen Good of Polygon, but we don't necessarily need to jump into you know, anything that he's stated. A lot of crazy games were released, or not released, but announced. Um, Specifically, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 uh, was announced, which was pretty cool. I want to get my hands on like the DLC for number two before I even start, but I just don't want to pay that type of money right now. Um, But I don't know, uh, you know, watching it, what you guys were most interested in, but I'll just, I'll kind of dive into my list here really quick, and then we'll probably have some crossover. So uh, I think it's Live Alive or live alive i can't remember uh but i saw that one rpg title on the console uh chrono cross remastered i love chrono cross it's my favorite game ever so seeing that remastered is going to be fantastic and now i can force my wife to play it because she's never played chrono cross uh kirby so the new kirby it's coming out looked pretty cool i love the memes memes Uh, oh my god i've seen some really nasty memes too especially (laughs) with like the stretching component um (laughs) so uh mario strikers uh, so seeing that come out along with like the online gameplay in the clubs, that's pretty badass that that's going to be coming out. Uh, the Klonoa remastered or Klonoa re-release. That was neat to see. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Those games are expensive. So the fact that they're releasing yeah. one and two together and those are the two highest price. I, I feel like that was kind of like a under the radar title too. It wasn't very like widely yeah. popular. And, it, it and it's a, a great, it's a great game. So yeah. like, I'm happy to see it being re-released and, the fact that those games are so expensive right now, it's going to be coming out at an affordable price point that those of us that couldn't get our hands on it to begin with, uh, right. can't like, I don't own Klonoa 1, but I own Klonoa 2, and that's like a $90 game, I think. I had one for GBA. I think that's the only one that I ever played. I, I never really heard people talk about it too much, but like through the that's years, you'll good. see like Klonoa reference, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, like everybody knows about yeah, Klonoa, but it's... nobody like played it apparently. It's seemingly like an obscure kind of title for them to to do this with, and that's kind of cool to me, you know. It's kind of they brought like, out like, a lot of obscure stuff in this. I was not expecting the yeah. Front Mission remake. That looks awesome. Oh, yeah. that was interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, that uh, took me by surprise. So I going into this Nintendo Direct, like I knew like Xenoblade Chronicles three was mentioned. I knew Kirby was mentioned, and I knew Klonoa and Chrono Cross. Like I knew those were coming out, and Mario Strikers, but like. I didn't realize they were going to have more stuff on Triangle Strategy, which is also on my list uh, mm-hmm. as a title here. Um, but I didn't see Front Mission getting any sort of love initially. So it, it was really interesting to see some of those other titles uh, getting that love. And, you know, rightfully so. Uh, Front Mission is, I think, a PS1 game originally. Yeah. yeah, that that one in particular. And then I think they went up to 
Front Mission Four, I want to say. They were making them for the PS2. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think front. I think it was Front Mission Four. Let me see. I'm just gonna double check on this one. So that way, No Man's uh, Sky coming to Switch. That'll be. Uh, oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Ambitious. Yeah. Very cool. And the, Portal. Uh, I can't believe Portal isn't already on Switch. That's like perfect. I haven't played Portal in so long, but I would love to be able to have that like wherever. You know, I found the uh, Disney Racing that actually be pretty interesting. Disney Racing, huh? Yeah, they had the Disney Racing is going to be like, oh yeah, it was Front Mission 3 was on the PlayStation. I don't know if Front Mission 1 was on there. Disney Racing, huh? I, I think more interesting than that is the fact that we're not going to get a Mario Kart 9 forever because they're releasing like oh, yeah, 50 DLC. more tracks for Mario Kart 8. Which is pretty cool, I guess, you know. I mean, 25 bucks and you can, I mean... Nintendo, I I want to say there was something that came out the other day that they were like, this console is going to continue for another, like we're only in the mid of its, the mid part of its life cycle, right? So like, if you consider that they're going to put this console off for another three, four years, potentially, they're not going to release another Mario Kart on right. the console. So that being said, the only thing that does make sense is release 48 new tracks and do what they're base what they basically do with Super Smash Bros, which is put every single damn thing that they could on yeah. that particular game. And Milk so they're doing it. What's that? Milk it. Yeah, they're milking the hell out of it. But you know, twenty five bucks. I mean, if you really consider it, twenty five dollars for forty eight tracks is it's the equivalent like 50 of getting cents a track or something like that. And it's like a new Mario Kart game, basically, because I mean, forty eight tracks is essentially a new game. So, would you rather pay sixty dollars for a brand new Mario Kart game with all of those tracks and a bunch of new ones potentially, or just pay twenty five bucks for forty eight tracks over the next like year and a half? Like, right. And they're supporting it till 2023, so that's a good thing, too, to see that as a yeah. player. So I just yeah, really cool. I really wish it would release like a deluxe edition that includes all of them in, in one thing down the road. It That'll already is deluxe. Like, no, what no. would they super deluxe plus? Super deluxe. I mean, dude, it's super. I mean, they have that in their thing. So, yeah, Mario Kart 8 super deluxe edition with all 48 of those tracks and all the other tracks for 60 bucks, although that would piss off. So many gamers that paid $25 for it right. only to well, find out that there's like that? this. Aren't people just going to get the expansion pass? Like, like this, this is a good like reason free, for right? the expansion I don't, pass. This, I don't own it. Well, this sells me on the expansion pass more than the Animal Crossing DLC did. And, and this is like one of the best sold games on the console. Like if you weren't sold on the N64 uh, and Genesis additions alone i think that this is going to turn people to the expansion pass 48 tracks is is a lot of tracks that's a that's like that's it's a quite lot of a time. bit of business it's a whole game yeah, yeah at least yeah for sure how many tracks are originally in the game i don't know a lot I'll oh, look it there's up. a lot but 48 more i mean if you consider even like super mario kart had a crap ton of tracks in it too it's insane yeah so i i'm definitely going to pick up the game at some point, I wish I would do some sort of super deluxe. 32 super in the base game, 16 through DLC. So there's so already like, 48 tracks. So this is going to double it. It's a whole nother game. It's going to be almost yeah. 100 courses, 96 total. Wild. Yeah. So what did, uh, John, what did you think about the Nintendo Direct? Did you have a chance to catch it or anything in particular caught your eye? Um, I like saw the news about it going down the feed, you know, and uh, it was like hard to miss. I didn't watch it myself. Um, Cause I'm like old, like behind the times, you know, I uh, like intentionally stay behind, you know, a couple generations behind because the games are usually cheaper and uh, yeah, 
you know, I shop at my local Goodwill, my local thrift shop. And, uh, yeah, I'm always, yeah, I just got crazy taxi for the PS2 the other day. Pretty excited about that. You like Um, that one. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard for me to like, uh, get excited about these kinds of things. I've like trained my brain to like, uh, not be like that consumer whenever it comes to like video games. Uh, I'll probably like, like get a switch down the line and, and, uh, I don't even have a switch yet. I don't even own one. Oh, wow. But, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I have a PS4, so I'm not like completely behind, you know, uh, but I don't know. I don't own the switch yet. And, uh, I think the one thing that's going to push me to, uh, buy one soon is that I want to develop games for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but as far as that goes, like, uh, like, like Xenoblade Chronicles, um, I played the first one and I haven't even played the second one yet. So, uh, it, but it's exciting to see like the longevity of like my, my gaming, you know, it's like, of course I want to play these games and, uh, and you know, I feel like I have so many games from past generations to catch up on. Like my backlog's insane. Um, but it just adds more longevity to like my gaming life, you know, uh, I, I know that I'm going to eventually pick up these titles and play them by the time that I do. They're definitely going to be like dust in the wind, you know, to a majority of society. But, but, um, you know, whenever I see like the, these kinds of things, it makes me excited to see, cause I know like one day I'm going to play it for sure. That's, that's such a, a different hype cycle than the rest of us. You're like, man, I'm going to be playing that Turby game in 20 years. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny because like I'll play games that are like old to everybody else and they're they're but they're new to me. Like I just like uh like a couple months ago started on on Red Dead Redemption 2 and it's mm. uh it's wild. It's like almost too much. It's like it's huge, you know. Um and I started playing Near Automata. Nice. Um, which is really I want to cool. play that one day. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like I was really surprised because I went in blind. I, I just kind of saw like a like a headline about it or something, and I ended up buying it. And, and I, it, like I was really impressed with it. It was like a like an interesting mix of genres, you know. But um, it's like you know they've come out with a second one now, and and uh, I you know I'm just now getting around to the first one. For some reason, I just don't let the I don't really buy into the hype of of things, you know, and. Uh, I think that helps me not uh, like have have like a whole basement full of games, you know. Uh, I don't know. It's just uh, it's kind of how I've been doing it for the last few years. Uh, it's good for staying, strength. Staying staying behind the times. Yeah, yeah. It is showing restraint, you know. Uh, but it's nice to be able to like uh, to go in and bargain bin, you know, buy games and uh, like I'll buy five or six ps4 games at a time and it's like the hit games that everybody played years ago and i'm like kid in a candy shop and I yeah spent 25 bucks you know oh dude near automata your your edition the game of year version 17 dollars on gamestop right now and it's worth it it's really good i yeah. like i was surprised because it's like a like a shmup meets like rpg kind of like thing and the story was interesting like it's did you only play through the once? Yeah. Cause you know, like to play that game, you got to play it through and get, there's like four different endings. Oh, nice. Okay. It's like, it's like so I'm deep. I'm in the middle I, of it right now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But yeah, it's, it's really cool. Like the story so far is engaging and like, it's cool. Like I'm, I'm having a blast with it and 
for most people it's it's a uh, it's already done you know done and said but for me well, it's it's new for me that's uh, for why me, we do not. the new games resolution every year because it's like john's never played i mean neither of us have ever played through ocarina of time and majora's mask and it's like you know it's so hard to be able to keep up so once a year we try to make sure that we've got like hey what's something that you missed what's you know that blind spot that you want to go back and fill and those games are good you're gonna have fun you know if you like zelda games and you're gonna have fun playing them they're they're really fun they're good they're they're like uh like classics or like amazing you know considered amazing games people's favorite games for a reason so Mm -hmm. uh let's see so i'm i'm seeing where i can have this picked up you guys um i've been ordering near automata now i have i've been known to purchase games (laughs) on the fly uh, while we're recording you'll enjoy uh, you'll enjoy it if you if you pick it up i think so and then i can borrow it later it's unique it's really unique and i was caught off guard by it yeah, I'll have to check. So, like, I can get it off of GameStop right now for like seventeen bucks. Which is um, cheap, yeah. Yeah, which isn't I feel bad like at I all. I paid twenty bucks for it or something like that. Was... But uh, the only issue is it's like six dollars shipping. So I'm like, well, let's see what uh, Amazon Prime is at right now. They've got <laughs> um, I think they're doing a remake of the first Near. That's gonna be that was Replicant, I think. Oh, is that what that I was? I never played the old ones. Yeah, I was. It makes me curious about them because you like play as a different like character and. It's like yeah, I have it on PS3. I've got a couple copies that I picked up years ago. Is so. it worth it? Yeah, dude. I never got to. So I never got to beat it, and it's not because I didn't want to beat it. It's because when I was in the middle of playing it, my PS3 died. Oh. Like I got yellow lighted on that, so that's the only yeah. reason I stopped playing it years ago. But. I knew somebody that was computer tech and they took all of my save data off. Like they, they redid my PS3, like they refloated, it, had it on for a few hours so I could transfer all of my save data onto a thumb drive. Oh, and so I have all of my old PS3 data um, as well as PS2 data. So I could put it into my newest, my PS3 slim that I have this top loader one and I can continue playing that at some point down the road. I just haven't yet. One day. Um, but yeah, one dude, that, that game was phenomenal. Like I absolutely love that game so good okay. so I'll have to try it then, yeah you'll have to try sure. it they've got uh, near they've got an interesting difference that's like the only thing i know is like the in the japanese one your like main character is like young anime protagonist dude and then in the western release they made him more like an older yeah dude hmm. like they changed his character model and stuff about his character because it was like they just wanted like a fatherly approach as opposed to like a brotherly approach. Well, dude, it worked. It was really good. What I played. I mean, that's one game that I regret not beating. All right. So, so. that's one I'm going to have to try then for sure. Yeah. You'll have to it's get that one shot. Yeah. I, God, man, that might be a game that I play after the Zelda games. When I was playing near Automata, like I like knew that they had some, some of the old, old ver- or older games, you know, and it, piqued my interest to want to try them out yeah i'm curious how they're even going to tie to that game because that game's wild yeah <laughs> it's it's good stuff i've heard good things about automata um replicant i do want to pick it up just pick it up it and looks then, sick, uh, yeah. of course the first near is um fantastic uh ryan did you have anything uh in particular that you want to chat about nintendo direct before we uh kick this one off or I thought this was a really good Nintendo Direct. I was really excited uh, by most of what I saw. There wasn't like a lot of dead things. I I mean, even the weird, you know, 
hey, we're going to show you how to play volleyball. You know, they're so like corporate and, and stiff, but they have fun with it. So it's like that was a long interlude, but it's still always entertaining. They always keep these Nintendo directs moving pretty well. They're, they're um, releasing like an official Earthbound or something, right? So that's just Earthbound. It's it's Mother 1 and 2 or Earthbound and Mother coming out for the SNES and NES streaming thing that they have if you've got the Nintendo online. So it's not like a physical release or anything, and it doesn't have Mother 3, so that sucks. Um, hmm. The Metroid Dread update uh to get some new content out for that even though it's just like a super easy mode and a super hard mode i think that's cool heard good things about dread too i never played it so the fire emblem opening i was i've only played a couple fire emblem games i was excited to see a new fire emblem game because i was like oh maybe i'll play this next one but then to see that it was going to be a warriors game i didn't think that these warriors games really had like that many people that were into them but i mean this is going to be the second fire emblem warriors they've done two zelda warriors like i guess people really dig this series so it's cool to see them getting that and it's going to be like directly tied in with the the last game the three houses so that's fun for those people um i don't know i'm not excited for xenoblade because i didn't really like the second one i'm not a splatoon person but the Salmon Run trailer looked fun. Like it looked like it's got a lot of content for people that are into that. Uh, and order placed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're gonna have to tell me how it rolls for you. Yeah, I'll okay. have to, man. Uh, I'm yeah, curious. So I, yeah. Dude, a lot I was, of these. I was super impressed. So it's just. Uh... Yeah, a lot of these shops actually have it right now. Ryan, if you want to pick it up, it's 17 bucks, and like all the GameStops in the area apparently have it for $17 new. I'll just borrow yours, right John. I don't need oh, to buy God. games. But it's got it's got You DLC buy games. <laughs> That's true. I do. It's definitely it's definitely an interesting game, so it's uh, <clears throat> curious what you guys think. Yeah, I'll let you know whenever I get to it. It might be 10 years from now, but I'll let you know. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you get stuck in that water temple all year. <laughs> oh god never mind dude we have the internet nowadays compared to yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm in good shape right? so no worries there <laughs> all right man well um yeah i agree great nintendo direct so it was uh a lot of fun to watch that one i, I watched it this morning actually um right after i got out of bed so my wife's like what are you doing i'm like nintendo direct <laughs> so right, that sick. worked out um no inflation deflation this week uh but you should totally go pick up Quest for Rest and all of John's amazing titles that he has on the Retro Room. Thank and, you. Uh, if you want to give the people uh, one more um, opportunity to hear where you're at. You can find me at the retroroomgames.com. Um, I'm pretty sure my social media is there. Uh, but if not, then just search the Retro Room or the Retro Room Roo. Um, and you can find me like on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those fun places, TikTok, YouTube all the uh all the internets all the internets yeah, yeah all the places all the <laughs> and then of course you can find us on the game deflators.com all of those great social media platforms at the game deflators and at game deflators and uh of course you can find us on the podcast app you're listening to now or some other podcast app that you didn't know about and we haven't said this in a while but leave us a a six star review because five is not hey. enough stars yeah we need lots of reviews all right well, that being said, uh, we've been joined by John Rue of the Retro Room Games. Again, thank you. 
Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was great having you on. Uh, we'll have you on again, obviously. So I would love it. Chat. Yeah, yeah, please. Love chatting games if you do. Same. Um, my name is John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.